Alright, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I am the admin of all those Jazz Nation pages that you're following online through <gasps> TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Patreon page, the YouTube page, the podcast is, I think there might be a MySpace, but you can find the links for all these places in one simple spot. Just go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News with me with he is you know he's with me occasionally kind of sometimes he is sometimes he's not but he's here today the assistant to the host his name is will wonder how you doing today sir good little uh lower back sciatica nerve pain but other than that i'm great draft week baby we're here excited gotta say i was not expecting that answer i don't okay i wasn't either (laughs) but uh okay hope you guys get feeling better but it is draft week it is time the time is finally here and boy with draft week, and especially when you're in the Utah Jazz situation, we have three first round picks. You're getting talked a lot about. There's rumors galore. Um, let's just start this off by going over some of the latest rumors, if we shall, of stuff. Uh, just draft wise um, today. So when we're recording this, this is Tuesday. The draft is Thursday. By the way, while I'm getting my things pulled up, Mr. Will Wonder, you will be hosting the yes. draft watch party for us Jazz Nation folks because. Uh, I will be out of town, so you'll be taking over. So why don't you go ahead and tell folks what's going to be happening on the draft night? Well, we're going to start a little early, not super early, probably about 10 minutes early. We are going to just have a party, okay? It's going to be a draft party. I'm obviously hoping that my Orlando Magic makes some good decisions. But with the Jazz having three picks, and we believe there's going to be some movement, uh, I'm going to have some friends join me who are Jazz fans, who are very knowledgeable about hoops, and we're just going to have fun. And if you aren't going to the uh, draft party at the Delta Center. We'd love for you to hop on, maybe even join us. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You know, as long as you don't get crazy on the live stream. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're going to be doing, covering the first round of the draft. Very yeah, excited. No, no one gives a shit about the second round. Uh, I mean, yeah. they do, but at the same time, it's like, that's a long time. And, yeah. you know, I got other things to do. And, and what he failed to mention is you can join him on the Jazz Nation pages, like the YouTube page. It'll be on the Twitter yep. and the Facebook. And yep. if you're on the Facebook page or the YouTube page, you can comment on there and he'll see the comments on the live stream and everything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, what time does the draft start? Is it at 6 or 5.30? 6 p.m. So, yeah, we will uh, We'll probably hop on about 5.50-ish. Yeah, yeah, so 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Mountain Time. Standard. Is, it, is it Mountain Correct. Standard Time or is it just Mountain Time? I, I they, You know they switch that. And that's yeah, kind of I don't know what that is, but it's, it has something to do with uh, Daylight Savings. But just we'll just say Mountain. It's Mountain. mountain. It's for mountain. all those Utah folks. Mountain. Mountain, mountain Time. <laughs> for all you folks in the East, that would be uh, 8 o'clock, right? Yeah, so 8 o'clock. Yeah. New York Time. So what would that be in California? Hold on. Hold on. Don't tell me. Okay, do your, do your math. I know, but. It's 5 p.m. If you, it's, it's 5 p.m. There you go. So there it is. On, and it, for the title, by the way, I, I assigned this for him. He's not aware, but it's the D&D. It's mm-hmm. draft and drinking. So draft I'm not saying drink. you got to drink alcohol when you're watching with him. You can drink whatever you want. Drink something. Like, drink something and watch the draft party with him. All right. That's enough uh, yapping for me to find what I was looking for here. So <laughs> there were some new mock drafts that came out today, and they are very interesting for jazz folks like me because, as I've mentioned multiple times, my number one guy for the jazz, realistically on the draft board, is Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to the latest mocks, he is slipping. Apparently, he did not have a good work. You know, most mocks leading up to this week, they had him going fifth to the Pistons. But apparently, he had a recent workout with the Pistons, and it didn't go so well. Now, this could be one of two things. 
one, he didn't go so well. He sucks. He's going to slip. Or two, and probably the easiest thing to say is he just doesn't want to go to Detroit. So he's, he screws up them. Again, yeah. conspiracy Daniel over here. He's, he's like, I don't want to go to Detroit. His agent's like, well, just go screw up the workout and slip a little. Yeah. Because um, honestly, if he slips a little, he ain't getting past Utah. And I'm sorry. You know. Mm. So anyways, so the first new mock draft is from the Draft Express dude, uh, Jonathan Giovanni. He's got the Jazz drafting Cam Whitmore with the ninth pick, Bilal Kolobe with the 16th pick, and then Maxwell Lewis with the 20th pick. No one cares about the 28th pick because we're not going to keep it. But I got to say, for the Jazz, that's a that's a pretty home run right there. If you're able to get Cam yeah. at nine and then your French dude at 16 that nobody mm-hmm. thinks going to be at 16, I mean, that's pretty mage. It's huge, yeah. I will say this. I One thing I, I kind of... Uh, despise about the draft. The only thing I despise about the draft is like the little rumors that are put out there because they said that he had a, didn't have a so great workout with Detroit Cam Whitmore and a couple other teams, but then other workouts went really well. And it almost feels like teams like kind of put these out there to uh, po- uh, position themselves in for like a possible trade. Like, Oh, I want this person. So I'm going to, I can move back or on the flip side, there's been rumors about other players where I need to move up if I want them. Uh, but if the Jazz could get Whitmore at nine, that'd be huge. I just don't. I don't think there's any way he goes that far. I don't think he gets past, honestly, like seven. So in the same Draft Express article on ESPN today, uh, Jonathan Giovanni also says that the Jazz are interested in Jarris Walker and perhaps have a trade. Would do a trade with Detroit Pistons to land him. Utah also likes Isaiah Thompson and are high on Kobe Bufkin and Keontae George. So really nothing new as far as news there. I mean, I guess the, yeah. the kind of newer news is about the Jairus Walker. There was some kind of, I believe he the sports, it was on SportsCenter yesterday that this draft expense guy was on there and kind of mentioned it at first that the Jazz are interested. But honestly, is that even really breaking news? I think every team in the lottery in would the, be interested in that guy if they could yeah. move up. So it's like I've said before, when the Jazz have this many assets, they're just going to be the first team that they're going to reach out and say, hey, yeah, these guys are going to move up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Jazz fans, just be careful. Don't get your hopes you know, up. Just be ready if it happens, but don't yeah. be sad if it doesn't. Anyways, <laughs> the other mock draft that came out today, this is, okay, if you're saying that last one is a home run, this one's a grand slam in my books. Ooh. So this is from the Ringer. They have the Jazz drafting Cam Whitmore with the ninth pick, Kaysen Wallace with the 16th pick, and Derek Whitehead with the 28th pick. Now, wow. again, again, I don't think the, 20, the Jazz are keeping I've said it many times. I don't think the Jazz are keeping that 28th pick, so I really don't care about that. That's just me. You guys can worry about it if you want to. But Cam Whitmore and Kaysen Wallace, those are like my those are my guys. I mean, that's yeah. those have been my two guys for the Jazz a long time. I mean, that to me, that's an A plus draft. If that happens, what do you think? That'd be great if they could get those two. I again, I just don't know how the hell Whitmore slides that far all so, year. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, if you want, I could read off the mock that they have. So kind of, if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know now. This is the Ringer mock. Obviously, Wemby going first. They've yeah. got Brandon Miller going to the Hornets at two. I don't see that. Do you think he goes two? I got Scoot going two. Again, this is one of those things where. From a basketball perspective, Miller makes more sense on Charlotte, but then and that's how it's been for the past couple since the since the uh, lottery. But then all of a sudden, it's like, nope, Scoot's going to going to Charlotte. And again, it's one of those things. I think maybe that they're putting that out there so they can get some trade assets in, in Charlotte. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like all of a sudden, yes, Scoot is going to Charlotte. From what everyone's saying, if you look at the 
the betting odds, it's changed dramatically the past little bit. So I just don't think him with, unless they're cool to move off of ball, it just it feels I like mean, they shouldn't be on the same team. Two card things have worked. I mean, you know, Golden State kind of made it work and stuff like that. I mean, it, it just, well. I think it just may work on, it just, I think all the kind of things, the NBA is so weird anymore as far as like positions and point guards and shooting guards, forwards and centers and stuff. It just, it all depends on the system and the franchise itself. Like if they have a good coaching staff there that can make it work, then it could work. Now, does Charlotte have a good coach? Who the hell is even their coach anymore? Is it Clifford again? Is he back there? Uh, I think it is Steve Clifford. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, well, I, have, I didn't watch a lot of Charlotte hoops and I should know this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, is that going to work there? That's what I guess that's what they got to find out. The crazy thing that I say to this is that Charlotte should just not overthink it. I mean, everyone has said this for the longest time that if Wimby was not there, then Scoot Henderson would be the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. Like, not even a question about it. But now that it's just crazy. Now there's a question. Anyways, let's get back to yeah. this. No one cares about that. So, at four, Rockets, Eamon Thompson, of course, is still there. Now, here's where things get a little interesting at five for the Detroit. They have a sore Thompson going to the Pistons. Hmm. Six for your magic, Anthony Black. Seven Pistons, or excuse me, the Pacers take Walker. Oh my God. Now here's a surprise one. At eight, they have the Wizards getting Buffkin. Kobe Buffkin. Wow. And then this is you know, the ringer? Yeah. And then nine's Cam what Whitmore. And then Hendricks goes to the uh, Mavs at 10. So that's Jeez. how they've got it lined up. That's kind of fun. Why would Buffkin go so I mean maybe. So no. I mean I don't know if you've heard but apparently he in the last while or last two weeks or so has been canceling all his workouts. So oh. everyone thinks he's got like he didn't do a workout for the Jazz or tons of teams in like the 12 to 16 range. So I guess wow. there's just a lot of buzz going around that either one obviously they think he's got a promise or two he's trying to hide something. Oh uh, my gosh. So <laughs> Okay. This draft is, you know, this draft could make for a fun drinking game. If somebody could come up with a drinking game, because like, say like a Kobe Bufkin, where you think he's going to range from a 13 to 16, but he ends up in the top 10. Oh, yeah. you got you got to take a shot take for that it. one. Yeah. then. Like, because there's going to be some guys that, you know, it happens every draft. Someone obviously slips. It always happens. But mm -hmm. one of these guys that we've all thought is going to be like, was supposed to be top something. I mean, like Cam Whitmore falling to the nine would be a huge surprise. And yeah, Hendricks, be... Hendricks making it to the Mavs at 10 still is a surprise to me. So. Yeah, I mean, I understand like throughout workouts and as more um, scouts get eyes on these guys in those workouts, like things change a little bit. But um, I don't know. It just seems like a weird time because I've been following a lot of mocks as well the past couple of weeks and dramatic changes in some of them. Obviously not with the top three names anyways. You know, Wembenyama has been there forever before we even knew who the hell was picking one. Uh, but then with the Charlotte and Portland, kind of those flipping as far as those players, Thompson's kind of been locked in at H for Houston at four, but I could see Houston going with something else. I don't know, man. It, there's so many questions this off season that I don't even know if they really get answered in this draft more. I think it's more posturing to trade and move these, these young guys, you know, kind of like what we saw with, with uh, Walker and the Rudy trade. I don't know. It's it's going to be very, very fun. Very well, fun on Thursday. That's funny, too, because, I mean, everything could just change. It's those top picks. I mean, if 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 actually the Hornets do make a trade, say, with the Pelicans, yeah. then that's a whole different situation there with that pick or if Portland makes a trade. It's all mm -hmm. bonkers. But uh, one last thing I just want to get off uh, as far as, like, the news-ish kind of updates. So uh, Jake Fisher for Yahoo Sports released an article today about some latest buzz going around with the draft. As far as the Jazz, he is saying that the Jazz have contacted the Pistons for the fifth pick, contacted the Pacers about the seventh pick, 
are really oh. looking to move up. Anthony Black is a big target for them. Um, and as now this is kind of the, the whole thing that's very surprising to me that I want to bring up. Utah has made Colin Sexton available. So that's kind of surprising to me. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't surprise me in a sense cause they don't really have anyone else of, you know, to make available for trades, but yeah, it's surprising, I guess. But, um, I would have thought it would have been more, well, I don't know. I mean, if you, if, yeah, if you're trying to move up, up, but I think even, I mean, Sexton to get to Detroit, I don't know if you have to offer him with, the players they currently have and the assets the jazz have. Well, it wasn't saying that they've offered Colin Sexton to him. He's just oh, saying that they've, he's, he's, he's available, available via trade, trades and stuff like that. I mean, okay. Again, you know, I, like I've said this on all the recent podcasts and the jazz Nation dailies that I've been doing that you're just every day. We're going to hear something about the jazz wanting to move up because mm-hmm. when you have all these assets, of course they're going to try and move up. So, yeah. Um, and I've said it multiple times and I'll say it again. I, I do not think the jazz will draft three first round picks. I don't think, th- okay, let me say this actually. I do not think the Jazz are going to draft at 28. Now, they could move up into 20, 21, mm. 19. So maybe they do end up with three first-round picks. But I just don't think they're going to keep that 28th pick. Just because I was, especially after yesterday, I was looking over like my last final hardcore look over of all these players, right? And I was just like, once you get to that 24 to the late first rounds, it's just like, are any of these guys really worth it? The thing you got to think about too, is when you draft somebody in that first round, you owe them money. Like they're guaranteed contracts mm-hmm. compared to the second round. Like if you can get somebody in the second round, it's not so bad financially and stuff like yeah. that. And as, as weird as that sounds, you got, they got to think about those things too. So is it worth drafting someone there that you're just like, uh, you're going to go play the stars most of the year and maybe we'll keep you who knows, or is it better to trade that and get, you know, next year, the jazz, technically don't have a first round pick it's they, they do but it's top 10 protected blah 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 yeah or is it better just get you another first round pick another asset yeah so that's what i think the jazz yeah. are gonna do i think it's hard when you i mean you go back through the past five to ten years of the nba draft and there's a lot of diamonds in the rough that are found in the second round or found late in the first round and alternatively there's a lot of busts <laughs> in the first you know 15 16 picks and I don't know, you just have to be a little bit lucky with where you land. You also have to be really good at scouting and understanding, you know, what these players can become. Because I like just for an example, I just pulled up the 2019 draft was one of the, you know, you had Luca the year before 2019, though, Zion, John Morant, RJ Barrett, DeAndre Hunter at four, right? DeAndre Hunter's a good player, but. Darius Garland at five, Jarrett Culver at six, Kobe White, Jackson Hayes, Rui Hachimura, Cam Reddish. Those are the top 10 picks. So I don't know. Not to say that this draft class isn't gonna, isn't supposed to be better than that one. Obviously, minus Zion and uh, John Morant coming out together. Victor's supposed to be you know the best player in the history of the game, potentially, uh, from what everyone says. But it's just, I don't know. I think the, in the position the Jazz are in, you try to just, take as many hits as possible. Now, if there's a good offer for a player to come in that's already in the NBA and help contribute to the jazz, then great. But if not, then I think you just use all three picks. I mean, for God's sake, Jokic got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Okay. In the second round. So you can find some good players later in the draft. I mean, you can, but I just, I mean, that's just my gut feeling. I don't see it happening. So, I'll, you know, you can, you can all, I, believe me, I've said that on Twitter and stuff and people have come at me with all their yeah. craziness. So I'm used to it, but I'm sticking to that. I don't think they stay in there again. Do you think maybe they package that with the 16 to try to move up 
uh, I don't know, sure. 12. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. If they, if they can, if that's available to, I mean, I, I know, I know Dallas picks available via trade, Yeah, but the thunder one's always probably available. Cause they're just the thunder and who knows what they're up to. So <laughs> yeah, I um, think Dallas has no interest at truly drafting somebody, a player to play there. So let's speaking of trades and all that, should we, do you want to do our made up trades right now? Should we get into that? Sure. All right. So I feel like you're way more ready for this than I am. So let, okay. let's hear your trades well, right well, here and I then just, I'll give you mine at the end. I just had two because I, I I tried to find a third with Houston and I don't think a trade with Houston makes sense for the Jazz. Like the players that Houston would probably want to send to Utah are guys like Kevin Porter Jr. And I don't think the Jazz would want him uh, in Utah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I just couldn't find anything that made sense with Houston for both teams. Uh, both of my... Uh, trades actually involve uh, Kelly Olenek because of the, the him being a veteran you already talked about on a, on one of the dailies that he's kind of a, you know, a veteran guy who's been in different um, uh, playoff scenarios before. So first, first one I have is the jazz and Detroit. Now this is if, you know, there's Intel that Whitmore is going at five or won't be available to Utah at, at, at their pick at nine. So I have the Jazz sending uh, number nine and 28 with Kelly Olenek to Detroit for number five, a future second rounder, and then R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton's kind of like a guy that really hasn't found his place, and this might be his last year in the NBA if he can't get things going. Um, But it's a guard that can play you know, 10 to 12 minutes for the Jazz in the event that they need something like that. But I don't think that the Jazz have interest in rolling with with uh, Kelly for the next couple of years. Maybe, maybe they extend them, maybe not. But I, I don't think so. So I think if they're trying to move up, get that number five spot, that would be the trade. What are your What are your tees? I mean, I like it, but I don't think that's enough for the Pistons. I think they would want uh, another like a future first round, and maybe the Jazz can protect it a little. But I don't think mm. that gets it. I don't think that's enough. Or Detroit. By the way, I speaking of RJ because I've been totally against the Bilal guy this Bilal whole Kobe. time. Bilal. I totally forgot about RJ when I've been doing all my comparisons. There's another guy that everyone is so hyped on coming in, him being a guard, lengthy, and all that. And boy, has he not worked out. So, uh, well, I would compare RJ to your boy Dante Exum, but I think RJ is a little bit better than Dante was. But I don't know, like the Bilal stuff. I mean, obviously, I've watched him um, on my own podcast this week, I'm trying to do a mock for just the lottery, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, there's a really high potential for Bilal where I don't think there was necessarily that high of a potential for Exum or Hampton. Like Hampton was decent, looked good, but I think there's a bigger ceiling for Bilal. And if Utah's trying to make a huge swing, you know, maybe they take him at 16. If he's there, I think nine's pretty high for him though. But yeah. okay, so that was the first trade. Let Go me ahead. let me sorry, I just want to make sure and clear this just in case so no one comes back to bite me. I do not think the French dude's worth a ninth pick. I at a top ten pick, no way. Now, if you want to get him in the twelve to sixteen range, go for it. That's fine, whatever. Yeah. I would totally not. I would take Kaysen Wallace way above him. Mm. I would take I would take Kobe Bufkin if he's still available then. I would hell, you know, I would take um Smith over him. Um Nick just, Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because you know what you're getting out of these guys. These are, you know what I mean? I mean, are they perfect players? No, but at least you know what you're getting with them, right? Right now, that guy, I'm sorry. I mean, 
he's he's going to be a project. He's mm-hmm. going to be a two to three year project. And I guarantee all these jazz fans that are so high on him right now, you are not going to be sticking with him during that time. When he sucks the first year, you are going to hate him. So could it, could it be a French thing? Could it be that they just miss? You know, having no, French I think I just think I, it's it's like how I was with the the X and thing, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's the new hot thing. It's the flavor of the month, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm in, right? It's like yeah. I'm all in, and then when it comes onto the court, and you're just like, okay, well maybe this guy's when you actually see him in person, you're like, maybe this guy's skinnier than I thought, and then you you know give him a few months, you're like, has he not put on any muscle yet? What the hell is going on? And then it's the end of the season, and you're like, does he lost weight? What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, if he has a, I don't know, it, it, that's the thing, especially with, I think there needs to be, and maybe there is, and I'm just not aware of it, but better scouts for the foreign players. Like if you could go back into certain drafts, how many teams would really pass on Giannis, you know, or pass on Jokic or pass on these guys that, because I don't think they, they have enough, uh, boots on the ground in these other places they're just watching film um i think that kind of hurts some of the, the nba well teams, i mean i think i think i mean i know danny ainge and some of the jazz guys and the thunder people went out went, went out and watched them but it's just like again you're watching him and no offense to this french league i don't know what they're about but they're not nba players maybe some of them are former or college players but that, it's that's not what the, it is it's not mm-hmm. the same like when they get into this league you know that's the thing like let's the easiest thing to hear is rudy gobert when mm-hmm. Rudy got here and you saw him, you're like, that guy's not going to make it. He was skinny, he's not, but he put in the work and he got himself bigger, right? Mm-hmm. If if this guy can put in that kind of work and build his body that way, he has a chance to make it. And I will I will look stupid in what I'm saying. And that's what happened with Giannis. Giannis yeah. put in the work and he got jacked. And look at Joker. Joker, he you know he was a little pudgy guy and he's got himself <laughs> into much better shape, right? Yeah. I'm just saying it's just like anybody. They've got to put in the work and some and this is nothing. This is not just the foreign guys. There's been plenty of college players that get oh, drafted yeah. and then they don't work out. Yeah. But it's just I don't know. I just my gut feeling is telling you this guy is not worth the top ten pick and I would be super disappointed if they take him there. Okay. Sorry. I've no, said it so okay. many times. Uh, this is the last one I have I because of the end. I just, I mean, there's so many spots you can move up. Um, I didn't think about doing one with the Pacers. It kind of feels like the Pacers may, I don't know why they wouldn't want to keep that pick, but anyways, uh, jazz and my Orlando magic. And this is me just trying to move on from Jonathan Isaac, which I think he would have a decent fit in Utah as a, as a really good defensive big, not even a big, but I mean, he's six ten, but he, kind of plays uh, on the perimeter a bit too. But uh Kelly Olenek again, again the contract veteran. This is something that Orlando needs is a veteran in the in the locker room there. Uh the number 9 pick and a future again, a future um first rounder lottery protected. I had 2026 here, lottery protected. For Jonathan Isaac, Caleb Houston and the number 6 pick. So, I don't even know who. I mean, I know Jonathan Isaac is who the I don't the other. Caleb guy. Houston was a rookie last year. Um, he got some pretty good playing time with how how often the guards in Orlando were injured. Uh, with that said, he's not going to come in and like totally transform a team, but he I think he could be a, a contributor off the bench. Uh, but then again, you know, get you that number six pick. I think that's the big thing. Isaac also seems to be healthy now after spending two years essentially out of the league. 
uh, coming off that injury. And he has two years on his deal. Caleb Houston has two years on his. Houston makes nothing really in NBA terms, not regular people terms. Uh, but then you get off of Kelly Olenek and maybe get who you want at number six. Wait, so sorry. You were saying that the Jazz trade Kelly Olenek to you guys, right? As part Correct. of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was just trying to think of the roster because I was like, if, if we were keeping Kelly, I was like, man, that's a lot of bigs. But um, uh, see, I don't know if the Jazz want to keep take on that your big guy just because of his contract and the thing they love about Kelly is just his contract too. It would be so easy Mm -hmm. to flip him and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the only thing with this, like this isn't something where they're just like, Hey, let's try this. It's if they have a guy who they know isn't making it past seven and eight. That's that's the thing now too. Cause like I was trying to come up with the, I came up with the magic trade and I told you that off, off mm-hmm. talking is talking stuff. But now that, you know, now all these mocks are coming out, camp possibly falling to ninth. I mean, the thing that's going to be crazy is like the jazz are either going to. So here's the thing. It's like, I feel like the jazz are they're If I'm thinking, if I'm in the draft room with them, I think probably their number one guy, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, is actually Anthony black in the sense that they who's, always, who's again, go ahead. Anthony black. No, no. Who's, who's number one. Oh, jazz okay, for them, okay, like jazz okay, number okay. one guy. And yeah. the reason why I'm saying that is because, so he was the last guy, as far as I can tell, that has came in and worked for, for the jazz. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but they always say, you know, the experts say, keep an eye on who are the last players Couple. the team works out or talks to. Yeah. Because the jazz already talked to him and worked out with him in the combine. Mm-hmm. And then to have him come back and stuff and talk with them and then do a further workout at the team, you know, here in Salt Lake, that that's going to tell you that they like him pretty good. So yeah. here's, but here's the problem. There's no way blacks getting past the wizards at, at eight. I so, don't think so either. Yeah. So if the jazz really want black, they're probably going to have to move up. Mm-hmm. So now, now you look into like the different spots. Now, if you go to five, Detroit's probably going to want us, you know, when you get that high, they're probably going to want more in a trade value. Mm-hmm. I don't think black goes to the Pistons. No, they have um, no need for, for him there. To- now at six, your magic. Now that's where things could get interesting though. Do, mm-hmm. Now this, this all depends though, if one of the Thompson twins falls or not, this, this is, this yeah. is another, like, because it's all like, I can only imagine how many different boards the jab probably are going to have up there yeah. after him saying, well, okay, they went this way. Now we're zigzagging this way. So, mm-hmm. so let's just say, let's, let's, let's go in this order and kind of figure this out together. So we're saying Wimby goes first. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, that, yeah. Brandon Miller second. Scoot third, and just in this one. Now we're okay. Now we're okay, at, okay. We're, we're at four. This is Houston. Houston's going to go with Eamon Thompson. So now he's off the board. Okay. Now mm-hmm. we're at five with the Pistons. Right now, sitting here, I'm going to just go along with the experts and say the Pistons are taking Walker. So Walker's now off the board and gone to the Pistons. Okay. So now we're sitting here at six with your Magic. Mm-hmm. Who do your Orlando Magic take that's still available? Out of, now, all those other guys are off the board. Who do I think they would take? Probably the, the Thompson, the uh, Asar Thompson. I would love for them to go after, get uh, Hendricks, Taylor Hendricks, just for the, a, a role that would, uh, someone that would fit well on the team. But I would say they're going to take Asar uh, Thompson. Okay. So now that moves us to the Pacers at seven. Mm-hmm. What are the Pacers looking for? Now, you know, are they going to take Hendricks? Possibly. But I'm, I'm just, the whole point of this is Anthony Black. Where is he signed to? Do yeah. I think he goes to seven to the Pacers? No. Probably not. No. So let's just say Hendricks goes to the Pacers there. So now he's off the board. Now we're here to the Wizards. I would almost say Whitmore goes there, but yeah, go ahead. 
Now we're here to the Wizards. Now this is where the problem happens for the Jazz. This is where Black goes. Yeah, this is where Black goes. Now here's the fun part though. The Wizards are a shit show now. Let's be honest, right? They're just they're they don't care about winning. They had a hard re- they had a hard reset. They yeah. could care less about winning this coming season. So this is where you as a Jazz team could use those future assets and say, "Look, guys, we we can give you some future assets. Let's swap. You know, you give us eighth, you take ninth. Mm-hmm. You know, what? we'll even throw in the twenty eighth pick this year if you want it." But yeah. more importantly, here's future assets. You know, for next year, well, they don't have a pick next year. The following year, maybe. I mean, they got one. tons of picks the next five. Maybe so, yeah. get that Lakers, but, but you know, that's where things yeah. get interesting because the Wizards, again, I don't think they're going to care about winning this coming year. So, mm-hmm. could you see something like that happening? Let's say if the draft falls that way, are they would they be able to flip it around with the Wizards? Do you think? Maybe, maybe they could propose it like that. Like, hey, you guys aren't trying to win. You know. Um, he, they got to be that brutally honest with him. Like yeah. Danny, Danny's on the phone. It's like, listen, guys, come on. Because, you know, they always say that Danny has a, a a stigma to him or, you know, people, a lot of teams don't want to do deals with them. So I think you just got to cut them and just say, like, look, you guys aren't trying to win. You're going to buy out Chris Paul or move him at some point. Um, you know, Kuzma's probably gone. You, you got Chris Dapps, Porzingis. Yeah, you need a roster, but let's get you some some stuff for the future. Now, maybe they're like, no, we want Anthony Black to be our guard of the future, so we're drafting him. That's where it's tough. I, I, I don't I can't think of many times in the draft where an example like you just gave me where it's like, okay, nine and eight flipped and and nine gave eight a future pick. I don't remember many times that happening. It's usually like you leapfrog a team to make that pick. So nine to seven or nine to six, five. Yeah, that's true, man. When I'm trying to think, okay, so what does the Pacers want? Now, was it, there was some, there was another thing that came out this week. Maybe it was the Pacers saying somebody wants a wing in order to, you know, to make their, their pick available. I think it might've been the Pacers. So in that instance, I wondered, it makes sense. Do the jazz make, um, Ochai available. And I, in that instance, I don't know if it's worth moving up those two spots for that. I don't think they would. And I don't know, especially if Cam Whitmore is possibly defaulting to nine. So Uh, yeah. And, and also, I mean, if they want a wing, Indiana wants a wing to move out of there. If they don't, I mean, I don't know if Ochai gets that done just to be blunt. And there's a lot of good wings. Like that's what a majority of this top 10 is. uh in the mock drafts and and the players that you see here so i would if i'm indiana i'm just kind of staying put unless i get something really good would they take colin sexton do you think do you think that's where that could fall into play no 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 i mean they have halliburton who is their primary everything like halliburton's great and i don't think they bring sex and i mean if sexton's cool coming off the bench but why would you want to do that yeah so i guess the whole point here is to say two things Getting Anthony Black at nine is going to be really difficult. So if the Jazz really do want Anthony Black, they're going to have to move up somewhere. Now, mm-hmm. the other point is to say, well, where the hell do they move up to and how do they make a deal? Because a deal with the Pacers sounds hard. A deal with the Wizards seems pretty unlikely. So then you're looking at the Magic. Magic um, in Detroit. Magic I mean, that's Detroit. not to say a deal with Indiana can't happen. Because the one thing that the Jazz have are all of those picks, all of those future picks and assets. So not to say something with Indiana couldn't happen, but if they're specifically saying, Hey, in order to get this, you need to supply us with a wing. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know. God, man, it's going to be so interesting, man. 
I got to say, sitting here doing this, I am so bummed that I'm going to be out of town. I'm excited <laughs> to go on this trip, but I'm also bummed because it's like, this is going to be, I feel like this is one of those drafts for the first time. And I'm maybe it's just because the Jazz are so involved, but it just feels like this is the most exciting draft in a long time, doesn't it? It does. It, cause it, because the NBA is in such a weird place with the, number one, the new CBA, the way that that works out and, and um, kind of almost being a hard cap, or the closest thing the NBA's had to a hard cap. So teams have to change their rosters a bit. And also this draft is supposed to be, you know, really, really good. So yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. I wanted to point this out because, you know, uh, good old Facebook memories. You would get it. We hear all these mock drafts. You get experts weighing in on everything. And this is just a memory from five years ago where I was disgusted in experts and the NBA draft. And this is just something for people to keep in mind. Obviously, Wembenyama is Wembenyama. I think Scoot's going to be good. Everything after that is kind of, yes, they should be good, but. So this is uh, previous years. This is Jay Billis's draft boards. He had Okafor, uh, Jalil Okafor over Carl Anthony Towns. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, five spots ahead of Damian Lillard. Uh, he had Kawhi Leonard, the 14th in his draft class, had guys like Derek, uh, Derek Williams, who I loved out of Arizona, Jan Vesely, and Tristan Thompson all ahead of him. So you can look at these mock drafts and these experts' uh, opinions and all that. A lot of it has to do with luck. A lot of it has to do with really, really good scouting. Uh, but then also the situation those players go in, I, I believe weighs heavily too. So I think regardless of who the jazz draft with, with Will Hardy there and the pieces they have in place and management, and I think they'll turn out to be at least a contributor <laughs> would be my guess. Yeah. Pretty good system in place here. So I I've kind of already given my top three guys for the jazz. I mean, like I said, Cam Whitmore, um, I'll go Hendricks kind of second if he falls to the, there. And for third, you know, speaking in the ninth spot, I wasn't so high on him before, but I feel like I'm coming around on him would be Anthony Black. But I, the problem is I just don't think he falls to nine. Mm -hmm. So with saying that, oh, this is hard. Because at nine, I it's hard for me to say this, but I'm really high on Case and Wallace. So if I, if, if let's say Whitmore is not available and Hendricks is not available in Black, then I would almost encourage the Jazz to trade back if possible and then take a case in Wallace and then whoever. But I mean, that's kind of like my big board, I guess there. Yeah. And then, and then if, if possible, I guess if it's sore Thompson, I guess that's the other guy that's fallen in some mock drafts recently. Mm -hmm. If he's available too, that'd be awesome to get him in there. But nine. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you, as far as your quote unquote big board for the jazz, what are you looking at for him? I mean, I think Whitmore would be great. I think he, he's going to be good on any team he goes to like watching him and watching uh miller like it feels like whitmore wants it more than miller and you know they're younger dudes so like whatever that those things change but just watching them play basketball like whitmore is like constantly going and just looks like he really wants to win where miller sometimes especially in the tournament and i know people say he had an injury but he was more passive like he kind of gives me the vibe of like i can take over a game if i want I don't always want to be that guy where Whitmore maybe not as good of a shooter, obviously, but feels like he could just be like, all right, I'm getting to the, I'm getting to the cup. I can shoot from inside. So I'm going to go Whitmore one, if that's possible. 
I don't want jazz fans to sleep on Walker, but it kind of seems like he may not be available at nine, where if you look at some mocks, he's at seven. Uh, some mocks have him at eight, but again, don't trust the mock. So I'm going to go, I'm not going to count him, but I think he's going to be a great pro. Uh, Asar Thompson, I think, like you said, slipping, I think he would be a lot of fun for the Utah Jazz. Uh, and then obviously Black, because I do think that the Jazz need a point guard. And I know you had stated uh, before, I think, I don't remember where it was, if it was here, or if it was, I don't remember, uh, that there may be free agents that they can grab, which is kind of true. But at the same time, I think Black's potential, uh, or you already know what those free agents are, Black's potential could be pretty good. So there you go. Whitmore, Thompson, who seems to be falling quite a bit, Asar Thompson, for whatever reason, could be the the overtime elite. That league sucks. Like, no offense, those guys would all annihilate me at any point. Uh, but NBA comp-wise, not great. Um, and then Black. So my point of just talking about the free agent thing is that I've just had people saying, oh, no, the Jazz have to draft a point guard. And so it's just like, no, they don't. They don't have to draft a such and such. They need to draft the, you know, the best player available. And mm-hmm. as, as lame as that quote is for the draft it's true like if they're there at the ninth spot and they have if walker somehow falls to nine oh by the way i guess i gotta say jerice walker we're not talking about i I said something yesterday on a post about walker and people you know because people on social media don't actually read the full post they just see the name and why are we trying to get rid of walker kessler it's like it clearly said in the video (laughs) jerice walker but you know anyways um i love social media sometimes um, what was I saying? Anyways, if Jerese Walker's there at nine, but then also Case and Wallace is there, right? Yeah. Well, which one should the Jazz pick? The better player that's not a point guard or the point guard? You know, that's yeah. the whole point of that. Like the Jazz have got to draft the best player available there, especially at nine. There are going to be so many guards available to them in the teen range, whether mm-hmm. they stay at 16 or move up, that like whoever's there at nine that's the best player, that's who you should take. Yeah. And then, then once you're in that teen area, if you want to move up, you know, Again, if they love that French dude, yeah, and he and they need to move up and take him, then you take him at 12, 13, by all means do it. Case who's, who's to say Wallace can't slip to sixteen? Yeah, you. I mean, I mean, I mean, apparently there's a lot of people concerned about his height. I mean, I don't know why, but you know, if he's a good player, you shouldn't be worried so much about him. He's still six mm-hmm. four, I believe, or so. Yep. When did six four become so small? But yeah. Um. Anyways. Um, so I guess let's talk about this. The 16th range. Have you, mm-hmm. is there any players in the 16 range for the jazz that you're just like, if this guy's available, this would be a perfect fit for them. Obviously I've said case and Wallace about right. 700 times, but anyone else for you? Yeah. I, uh, I, I talked about this guy the first time we recorded after the lottery happened. Uh, but he seems to be moving up a lot of boards and that's Jordan Hawkins from Yukon. I think he would be really solid there. I don't know about Nick Smith. He's, he, I mean, he should be available then, but the injury stuff kind of worries me, so I might stay away from him. Keontae George is really moving up in boards, but if he's there, I think he's definitely worth a swing. Again, he's 6'4". A lot of people question him uh, and his motor, but I feel like he... Like I would say like he's like Bradley Bill light, right? No, I mean, who knows what Bradley Bill will be this year. But... um definitely at 16 i would i would shoot for him and then if grady dick really does fall like in some of the mocks that i've seen i don't get why he would fall that far because he has one thing in 
that is truly needed in the NBA, and that's shooting. He can really, really shoot. So those three, if there are any of those three are available there, I would go with them. Are you big at all on uh, Keontae George, the guy out of Baylor? I mean, apparently yeah. he's big. The Jazz are big on him, but would you be? Yeah, that's what I was saying. The, the, the one, the one who I said was like Bradley Beal light. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you, that's who you were talking about. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I was no, like reading good. something when you were saying that. Yeah, so no, I like. I, so at sixteen, George. Uh, obviously, if Casey Wallace is there, yeah. Um, Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins. I think those four are really great options at sixteen. So I feel like the George thing, like we've, you've kind of mentioned about, we were saying like the smoke screen about teams leaking things out. So maybe other teams get scared to me. I get the vibe that all of a sudden he's getting hyped up because there's teams that don't want him in that 16, 17, 18 range and want him to move up. So other players possibly slip down like, like a Grady Dick or something like that. Maybe they're look, I mean, if he's available to like the Lakers, the Lakers would love to have some Dick on their team. Stop. Mm -hmm. Anyways, oh my god, I feel so you know I feel so bad for that guy. He's gonna have so many jokes like that, but yeah. you know, apparently everyone Childish. says he's all in good fun like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Though, so well, when you're gonna be a millionaire, who cares? <laughs> Say whatever you want make, about my make name. all the freaking <laughs> jokes you need to. But mm -hmm. all right, um, I guess maybe the last thing I'll ask you is like I mentioned, I don't think the Jazz are gonna have the twenty eighth pick. You said you can find some guys in that range. I mean, is there anybody? Okay, let's just say the Jazz do stay in the twenty eighth pick. Is yeah. there anybody in that range that you've seen that could really help the team? Or, like I've said, it's really players that are just kind of probably going to be down in the G League and possibly come back up. Stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it depends on if these mocks are accurate because it seems like a lot of players are moving up and moving around. Uh, same guy I talked about the first time we recorded this was Chris Murray. Uh, Keegan Murray's brother. Now he seems to be moving up in mocks, but I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know if he's there at that, at, at that late pick. Yes. 100% him. Uh, Jet Howard kinds of kinds to uh, tends to be moving all over the place. He would be another player. Those two are two that I think would be able to, to help out quite a bit. Then you have a guy like Leonard Miller who out of the G league, and you just don't know, but I think there's a lot of potential with him. So again, at that, I don't necessarily know if he comes in and contributes right off the bat, but could be a player that could turn into something pretty decent in the NBA. I think there's a lot of buzz around him lately. If, you know, I've been listening to like a million podcasts the last couple of days about the draft and stuff. And it seems like his name's getting brought up a lot now as, mm. as far as like, if he, if the jazz want him, they probably got to take him at 16 now. Kind oh, of thing. wow. So, okay. So he's moving that high. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to say a name, you know, I, again, I don't think they'd stay there, but if the jazz mm -hmm. do stay at 28, um, definitely don't, I don't, I see a lot of people talking about, is it Gigi Jackson's the one that's supposed to be like, he's young. And if, if he would stay to be a top three pick, right. Is that right? Uh, I don't or know. Am I, am I getting him mixed up with somebody else? If he would have stayed and he would have been a top three pick next year. Yeah. I feel well, like that's what, everything I understand next year's draft. From what they're saying isn't supposed to be very good. So I don't know what that says. So I'm just saying like <laughs> the jazz stay at 28th, you know, I feel like I'm missing this up, but whoever the guy is, and I think it's Gigi and I feel stupid now. People are gonna be like, you idiot. How do you not know this? Mm -hmm. But if he's available that the 20th pick is definitely that kind of a pick where you can take a risk on somebody. So, yeah. I mean, he's a big dude. He's like, what? I think he's like six ten, six nine. But South here's Carolina. Yeah. Here's what I mean. A risk on him where he's a younger cat or the guy like you mentioned, the Chris Murray, who's kind of older. 
you know, well, you know, how old is Chris? Cause he was I mean, a like, junior. So he's two years older. I mean, you got to remember, I mean, like for some of these guys, when they're in their twenties, they, when they're starting in their twenties, they think they're old. I mean, yeah. people look at Ochai and say he's old now compared to, so. But I think you get a more well-polished player with Murray. And again, it, it, if they do keep it, it depends on what they want to do. They want someone that they could take a, a swing on for like a high ceiling, but right now is going to be pretty, you know, rough around the edges or someone like Murray who, uh, you know, his brother Keegan, who I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as or in the NBA, but had a great rookie year and they had a, a similar game to each other. Like when you watch them uh, both play in college. So I, I like, I like Chris Murray a lot if they can get him. I know Jaime Hawkins is up there and I don't know how well his game is going to translate to the NBA, but that will remain seen. That's the cat from UCLA, right? So yeah. in, in the latest ringer mock that I have up, they've actually got him at 18. Oh my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I honestly, these mocks are funny. Cause I just feel like they're just like kind of swinging now when you, when you get into like the 16th to 20th ranges, now they're just like, I don't know. Let's yeah. get this guy to there and stuff, but it is what it is. Well, so, it's a hard, it's hard to really project these guys. Cause there's so many variables that go into it, but uh, you know, what does the team need? Uh, where are they at as an organization when they draft this guy? It's, I don't know. There's just too much. And then where's his headspace? Well, plus the other thing is like these people making these mocks, they have no idea how the interviews went. Like when the team interviewed the player, did they connect yeah. or did things go completely yeah. wrong? And yeah. you know, did they crap? And also then, then you get agents who release information that could be right or wrong, depending on what they're trying to do. It's just like, it's a big game. You know, it's funny. If you really think about it, this whole draft week or leading up to this, it's so much drama. And mm -hmm. you know what? Us sports fans, you know, most, let's just, most male fans, you know, let's be honest, most of them are male. Wow. But we don't, okay. let's, well, let's just say. Half here, of your listeners. Okay, I go half. I'm sorry. Here's what I'm, my point is. This is a Crowley terrible point, but I'm going to go with it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, you make fun of your wives or, you, or whoever you're living with, right? Family members, significant other, because they're watching a show and you're like, that show sucks. It's, too much drama all this love blah 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 yeah well look at us there we, we are. love the drama of the draft mm -hmm. this draft is gonna be so much fun because of the drama that's my whole point it was a terrible yeah. point but i got to it at some point yeah and they anyway. should do like the real gms of the nba like you know Ooh. real housewives and it'd be like danny ainge like throwing a drink and like i don't know he's like damn it the stupid pistons gm whatever his <laughs> name is won't take my call he's yeah. such a jerk <laughs> and then just I, I would love a real documentary around the draft and oh, obviously they don't lead, you know, don't have to release it until well after, but I think it would be really, really cool to get a real in-depth look from like when these scouts are going out, all the different people, cause there's, you know, multiple scouts for teams, multiple positions that have more say than others, what those rooms look like on draft night, you know, cause ultimately it comes down to pretty much one guy's decision is going to say like, okay, yes, this is who we're taking, but he takes feedback from all these others. Yeah. I and mean, then, one of my favorite movies is because something like that is Moneyball. Remember when in yeah. Brad Pitt's in that point, he's just like picks up the phone and starts calling yeah. all those different GMs. And he's like, I got this player available. No, you don't. I mm -hmm. got him. Yeah. And then he's Mo just calling six different teams at once. That's just crazy. Yeah. Moneyball draft day. We need an NBA version of that, but just like no. real. <laughs> no one needs that. Is that the Kevin Costner movie? Hey, it was good. It was actually pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, pretty decent. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's end today's podcast. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, get your plugs in. Yeah, the Will Wonder Pod on Instagram, uh, DJ Will Wonder on Twitter. 
the Will Wonder Pod YouTube page as well. We have some more stuff coming up on that very soon. Uh, this week's podcast, I am talking draft and then continuing to celebrate the 50th birthday of hip hop, August 11th, 2023. So check us out. Get that wherever you get podcasts. And again, friendly reminder, join Mr. Will Wonder this yep. Thursday for the D&D Draft and Drinks live stream. Bring, bring whatever you would like to drink. It'll be live streaming on our YouTube page, the Facebook page, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. If you watch it on the, uh, I don't know if people leave tweets on there, if it shows up on comments on the stream. Yeah. I don't think it Yeah, it, it, it should. Uh, there's a, uh, I'm trying to remember the guys that I watch on, <sighs> out of pocket. Yes, you can comment on, on Twitter as well. So yeah. Sweet. So yeah, if you're watching on those, again, YouTube, Facebook, or the Twitter, it'll give you an option where you can comment and chat with them during the live stream. You can watch it on YouTube and say, hey, I want to join in the live stream, and maybe he'll send you a link so you can get on the video and talk with them. But maybe not as well. I don't want to promise, but no, there's not, a chance. I mean, if, if he's had enough you know, drinks in the day, you never know. He gets a little everyone's, more friendly. Everyone's welcome. Um, <laughs> So join him on Thursday for that 6 p.m. Mountain Standard. Oh, wait, no, Mountain Time, we decided. Mountain, we'll Eastern Time, mountain. 8 p.m. California, where I will be on draft day, 5 p.m. There you go. Um, also... I can't believe it took me so long to mention this. Our interview with Walker Kessler oh, is yeah. now available for free. Um, I've mentioned it before and I'll say it again. If you listen to it free on the podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, Anchor FM, um, it is the free version, which means there's some ads in there. There are some questions cut out. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to hear the full version, oh, it's also available on the YouTube page. So if you want to actually go. watch while we're talking to him, you can watch it on the YouTube as well. But if you want the full version of the interview, all the questions, no interruptions, it's available on the Patreon page. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Jazz Nation. Subscribe on there and you'll get to watch interviews. Working my best to get some more interviews lined up for us. Um, but yeah, join on there and you'll get to watch the interview free. Or excuse me, you'll subscribe and watch the interview in full on the Patreon page. Again, if you want to just listen to it for free, you can. It's available right now on the podcast platforms. And then also on the YouTube page. That was a lot to get out. Whew, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on the interview too. So yeah, yeah. Good for that. Uh, again, I'm trying to get some more interviews, but it's hard. I, I got to get, you got to respect the players. Cause right now, you know, they're out with their families and it's their, it's their time to kind of chill. So hopefully as we get closer, especially, Oh gosh, again, summer league, by the way, folks, Yeah, buddy. Uh, we will be at jazz summer league. Oh, not jazz summer league. It's the salt Lake summer league, which mm -hmm. starts the first week of July. So right after the draft, yep. um, we'll third, be there. Fifth and seventh or third, fifth and sixth. Excuse well, me. We will be there and we're going to do some fun stuff. We'll be there creating some content for the pages. If you think you're a so-called jazz expert, well, bring that stuff to us because we want to test you on your knowledge and we're going to have we, prizes. We'll have some prizes, of course, yeah. if someone can actually answer all the questions, but uh, find us there and we'll make sure to blast out when we're there. Um, that's it. This has been a long podcast because I feel like the last 20 minutes, I've just been rambling all the stuff we have coming up, but there's yeah. a lot of content. It's awesome. <laughs> um, anyways, thanks so much for watching today's episode or listening to today's episode of the Jazz Nation podcast and everyone enjoy your draft day. Go jazz and bye-bye. <laughs>